In this episode, we are reflecting back on our first three seasons. We give you a little behind-the-scenes glimpse into the podcast and also discuss some of our favorite episodes, including one that ended up going viral on TikTok and shutting down a whole modality. Hi, I'm Heather Wood, and I'm an intuition and ego expert. And I'm Jamie Hayhurst, and I'm an energy healer. We're both passionate about smashing the patriarchy, integrity in the spiritual world, and social justice. This is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay, guess what? What? We are wrapping our third season. We're about to start our fourth season of the Intuitive Girls Guide. And we're about to hit 50,000 listens. Yeah. By the time this airs, yes. we'll have already hit it because we're going to hit it in like a day, I think. And the 50, idea. 50,000. I, I just said it so like casually, 50,000 <laughs> listens. I'm going to toot my own horn. Toot, toot. I, it's shocking. I, that number is so big. I, it's amazing. It, it makes me emotional. <laughs> I know. And like you get caught up in like the analytics and like running numbers and you're like, well, we don't care about that. We just want to, you know, help people and talk to people and tell stories. But like that is a, that's a big milestone to hit. Yeah, it's huge. So yeah. we thought it would be fun to do like a little behind the scenes episode about the podcast and sort of our journey and what it's been like and what it's like to do it and what Jamie and I talk about and do like behind the scenes for the episodes. We thought that would be fun. And I would love to tell you guys that it was like our brilliant idea, but it was actually my husband's idea. I know Matt really crushed it with that one. (laughs) So here we are. Thanks, Matt. Great idea. Hey, Matt. We also are in like a lot of different countries now, Jay. I know. I'm shooketh about that. The Spotify wrapped, you know, they do that thing that everyone has an opinion on. Um, But (laughs) as a small creator, like we're a small content creator, seeing the numbers of that said that we were in just our Spotify numbers alone. Right. We are in 17 different countries. It's amazing. It's incredible. It really is incredible. And, you know, it's funny because if you want to know what a sign that you're in the right lane is, like a really good one, it's that that doesn't feel like pressure. I mean, it does. It does. It makes me want to do the best possible job ever and all of that kind of stuff. But it it isn't like a crushing feeling. It's like an excitement. I think in anything else in my life, if I was talking about it and people from 17 different countries were listening, I think I would feel like I wanted to hide. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But it's a good, that's a good point that, you know, you're doing the right thing and you're where you're supposed to be when you feel excited. Yeah, I just want to talk louder and I want to tell everybody and I'll just pass random people on the street and I'm like, so there's like 17 different countries that listen to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. We've, it's so reflective and cool, I think, but like, we're not some big podcast that's, you know, been picked up by a major, major like podcasting producer. Like none of that's happened for us yet. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to, but it also has to be someone who lets us be us. Like right. we, aren't, we aren't changing anything. So we know that's coming. We're feeling it coming, all of that good stuff. But to be able to hit those numbers, just because when people hear it, they keep listening and they tell other people about it yep. is something that I will never get over. Agreed. Agreed. It's so awesome. Yep. It's a great moment. Yeah. So anyone who's ever listened and then told somebody else to listen, thank you from like literally thank the you. bottom of our hearts. Yeah. Thank really you. Thank you. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is just, we're just running against the algorithm. Like yeah. the algorithms don't work to help anybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> Especially little guys. No, yeah, that's like, not the point of the algorithm. And so like, it feels like we're sort of working against it. And so anytime that you like or share or download or subscribe or tell a friend or post it on social media, you are doing us the biggest service. Absolutely. It means so much. And we don't make episodes that will attract um, people. Like we don't make it for that reason. We don't, you know, make episodes that in hopes that a sponsor will like it. We make episodes that we know are important to make and that the people who listen want to hear right? and will be helpful in the world. So right. even more against an algorithm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not like popular trendy topics we're talking about. Right. We're not trying to sell anything. So the algorithm doesn't <laughs> like that. No, exactly. All right. So I thought we should talk about how we started the podcast. I get asked this a lot. Yeah, same. I wanted to have a podcast for a long time and never figured out what it should be exactly. Well, and same, same. Yeah. Okay. And Jamie and I have been friends for a while, but like best friends for a shorter amount of time than right. that. Right. Yeah. What, like five, three, four, five yeah, years? I was your client five or six years ago. I mean, that's yeah. how it started. Right. Started right. from the bottom. So as that grew, it became clearer and clearer to me that the podcast should be basically what you and I sit and talk about when we hang out, which is like once a week. Well, and, and also like our rituals episode that we had a full moon circle. So we got a lot of great feedback about people loving hearing the way we presented information, but also sort of the conversational nature about the way that you and I interacted and that people wanted more of that. Yeah, that's a good point. We were out in the real world doing this work yeah, in po- podcast format, but doing different things like women's circles and things where we were bringing this information and it was getting like really big, good reactions because not on purpose and not calculated at all, simply just authentically the way we were and still do present information is unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's cause it's not staged. It's authentic. What do you say? You have a saying that I love where it's like, we're not like the jangly bracelet, white girl, spiritual people. <laughs> I do say that. We're not like, we're not the like, white girl with a long flowy skirt and the jangly bracelets. Like we're just no. real, not that they're not real, but that's like a very particular aesthetic to the yeah. sort of intuitive community. That's not us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie right now. Like it's just, we don't, that's I have not pants. right. <laughs> and, and I, and I, 
I have people in, in particular, one of our listeners, Hey Jess, if you're listening, um, <laughs> she was, she pushed me hard to start a podcast. She, she's mm-hmm. been a podcast listener forever. Um, and she's like, you have to start a podcast every time you post something, every time you say something, I want to know more about it. You need a podcast. And I was like, how, yes, I love the idea, but how do I present that? Just me talking like, yeah, exactly. That that sound just me talking. Yes. Something that happens to Jamie and I constantly is that our lives have these really interesting parallels. And this was one of them because the same thing was happening to me where clients and people were like, you have to do a podcast. You have to do a podcast. And I was like, "Uh like how that sounds great. But like when you really look into a podcast, it is a lot of work. And as the two people who do it, it is a a ton of work to do a podcast. So to think of that and to think of like, I'm always thinking like, would I want to listen to myself talk? <laughs> like, well, like how would that be? Right. Like, am I writing, am I writing a speech for each podcast <laughs> and just reciting it? Because I yeah. can't casually talk to myself. Right. And, and to that point, both Jamie and I are speakers. Like we get yes. paid to go places and speak about this stuff as well. Right. So that's sort of how we were looking at it. Like how would that translate? And then we're both telling each other that we're thinking this. <laughs> and so finally I was just like, we're doing it. I think we should call it the intuitive girl's guide. And I was like, we should okay. talk about intuitive stuff. And Jamie was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, sure. You were like, how would you feel if we did this? And we called it this. And I, and I remember writing back and being like, sure. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. Which is so us. It is so us. Like I'll, I will drag Jamie somewhere. And when we get there, she'll refine it and make it awesome. And that is how we work in the podcast. That is how we are as friends. When we do anything, you know, it, it's just, it, it's perfect. And so that is literally how it started. Right. We started before COVID happened, but then COVID didn't, it didn't take long for COVID to come in. We started what in the summer before? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Or like, or just as COVID had started, we were, we were planning it as COVID was hitting. Yes. And then, and then I think it finally published right then. Yes. So it ended up being great because all of a sudden we could, we weren't speaking. Exactly. We weren't going anywhere. And so we were, finding a way to record how we do now. We're both in our own homes. We can see each other on a video um, and we're talking to each other. This is how we do it. Right. So it was actually kind of perfect because people were looking for something to listen to. And especially people who we would normally be seeing as clients or uh, speaking at events for wanted to hear us talk. So it like ended up being I guess we were just like intuitive enough to know to get it going at that time because it really made sense. Yeah. It ended up being well-timed even though we weren't angling for that. Yep. And then not too long in um, my son, I've talked about it before, had a really bad bicycle accident Yes, and had a really bad, you know, concussion, brain injury, broken head, broken jaw, all kinds of stuff that we're still working back from. And so during that, I had to take a step back from doing sessions all the time, which is what I was doing over COVID, right? It was like on Zoom, it was like session after session after session. And I realized that I wanted 
as much as I love doing that, I have been doing it for over 10 years, like private sessions. I realized that I didn't want to keep doing it anymore. I wanted to do more podcasting. Yeah. Well, I think for you, it was a moment where you had to really look at what was working for you, what was in your life, what you had time and space for. And it's one of those moments of hardship that ends up really highlighting for you where you want to be. And I think for you, it was like, oh, I really still want to do the podcast despite all of this other Mm -hmm. stuff happening. Yeah. Like I, this is a priority for me Right, where other stuff doesn't feel, feel like it fits anymore. Right. The podcast is the, is where I want to go. Right. So, so that's what happened in the beginning. Yeah. We had a format in the beginning. If you listened back then, or if you went back and listened, you'll know that we started with like a four episode format. Right. It was a great way to start. We ended up abandoning it. Yeah. It wasn't sustainable, but it was a, it was a great place to start and really structure how we were going to do it and give us a chance to look at how it was going to work. Exactly. So we would pick a topic. So like, for example, our first thing was on past lives. That was our first four episode series. So we did one that was like background on it. That was our very first episode. Like here's what past life stuff is. Here's the, here's the info. Here's the research. Right. Then the second episode was like, how, how it's used. The third episode was stories about it. And the fourth was conspiracy theories. And so for each episode, we did these different elements where we had research, we had theories, we had our personal stories. We had like how to use it in real life. And although we abandoned doing one theme for four episodes, all of those elements are in every episode that we do. Exactly. And it allowed us to look to see like what the feedback was from each of those components. So we could determine how it was hitting with people. Like people really loved hearing how to apply it in your everyday life. How to apply it in your everyday life. And the thing that people really loved the most was what we call real talk. Yes. Right. Exactly. So episodes that were real talk episodes or that we did a lot of real talking about, which would be like the conspiracy theories or stories, you know, and we would be giving our thoughts and opinions were people were really, really responding to that. Well, not only were we getting good feedback from those, but then the numbers were higher. Yes, exactly. You you can look on the app and see how many people are listening. We can't see who's listening, but we can see how many people have listened. And those numbers were always bigger. Exactly. So we took all of that, incorporated it. Right. And where our early episodes, you can hear us trying to find our lane. And you know, there some of it's a little clunky. When I listen back, I, I'm like, oh um and you know we our equipment wasn't as good and we improved it like all of that stuff. But I have to, I have to say that despite any of that, I'm still really proud of all of those episodes. And I still tell people to go back and listen to, to early ones. Same. I'm very proud of them. I do tell people to, I say that they're not in order. So pick a topic that interests you. And I Mm -hmm. sort of like, I I tell them that the first bunch of episodes are in a different format, but Mm -hmm. I think you should go to the topic that you are interested in because then people inevitably go back and listen. Yes. I think that's been 
our, our biggest reason for success is that somebody finds our podcast based on an episode that they have interest in. Right. And then when we can tell this in analytics, then they go back and listen to all of our other ones. And that to me is such confirmation that we're doing, we're doing it right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the hard work that goes in is, is working. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that people are, are receptive and responsive to it. That's what we want is to people, for people to listen. If you're not listening and you're not going back, then it's not hitting the way we want it to. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it would be fun to talk a little bit about what it's like, what we do to prep for episodes, but also like, I don't think that's as exciting as how often we talk about episodes and things. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the prep isn't probably that interesting, but like, yeah, no. it's, a, it, it's, this is what we love. So it's not just, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. So just quickly to prep, we do research on the episodes. We go into it, we look, we look at all the info, and then we take what we think will be interesting topics. Um, a lot of the times we are not telling each other lots of detail, but just bullet points so that we know what to expect because right. we, it is really important for us for it to be authentic. Like it isn't, we haven't said the thing once and gone like, let's re-say that. Or let's go back and say that in a different way. We don't do that. So no, we don't re-record either. No, what you hear is us, right? Saying and reacting how we would if we were sitting talking to each other without a, an audience, and that's really what we've always been trying to capture. Because right. whenever Jamie and I would talk, whoever else was in in, in nearby would be so drawn in, would talk about it all the time, would text us about it. So many people who just met us would say, I would just love to listen to you guys like having conversations. And so we are always trying to capture that for you. So right. it's, it's real. Sometimes while we're recording, I forget that we're recording and that we're not just talking to be honest. Right. True. Right. But let's, I mean, let's give credit where credit's due. I mean, you're the Sherlock Holmes of this <laughs> this gig, right? I mean, Heather does the research. That's her jam. She loves that, right? And I'm I love research. And right. there most of the things we talk about are topics I do already know about. Right. But that does I, I don't ever allow it to just be what based on what I think I know. I, I then go and research. But I I love that. And a lot of stuff, like especially when we were doing like the Sabbaths and stuff, which it's so exciting to me that those are so popular and people keep asking yeah. us for more on that. That's yeah. like, oh my God, that makes me feel good when I lay my head down at night that like yeah. people want to know. I felt like I spent so many years trying to shout at people about it. That exactly. Ready, like, Could you do more on that? I'm like, oh, yeah. Finally, yeah. But like, I know about it, but rereading and like going back and looking through books and, and, and researching and stuff reminds me of it or elements that I may have kind of forgot about. And it's, I love it. It makes me happy. And, and that, but that's sort of indicative of who we are. Like, that's not who I am. I don't want to research something <laughs> like that, but it this wouldn't work if we were no. both vying to be the no. like head researcher or like the head <laughs> presenter or whatever was happening. Like, right. Like your lane is, is the research, the presentation, the getting it all together. My lane is the, the feedback, 
the maybe the rephrasing or the or the um, presenting it in a different light and in the sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my lane. But oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but that's why well, it works is because we're not trying to be we're not trying to be the boss of it. No one's trying to be the boss. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, so where I do love to research and all of that in true authentic dynamic between the two of us, I'm telling things to Jamie and she's reacting these ways. She's right. reframing things there. I cannot tell you the amount of times that I start a conversation out to Jamie with, I'm just going to say a bunch of things to you. Could you please say it back to me in the way that you do? <laughs> It's like a, it's like an, I'm like an energy translator. (laughs) I'm like, here's all the stuff. And then you say, you say it back or you add a point or you clarify something. And it's so incredibly, incredibly helpful. And it isn't like, I don't feel like with this podcast that one of us does more than the other. It's just that we do the things that we do best. Right. And they're different things. They're different things. And we've done episodes where you've done the research and I've done the reacting and they're good episodes, but we're both, I'm not as good of a reactor as you are and a reframer. And I like researching more than you do. So it's just, that's just the way that it happens. And again, that's exactly what happens in real life. I blabber at Jamie and she (laughs) reframes it and says really smart things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it works because that's, truly who we are. And for me, there's not a lot of places or people that I feel safe being my quote unquote extra self, which is like, right here, let me present to you all this research I did on this topic and talk about it and tell you how much I know. Right. Exactly. That's not a safe thing for me with most people. In most situations, I am not doing that, or I am very subtly doing that. But with Jamie, it is safe for me to be that because that doesn't make her feel any kind of way. No, I like that about you. And that makes a good podcast. I mean, like all those things that you were told, I mean, we talked about this in another episode, right? That that like rejection Mm -hmm. is your like trigger. So like Mm -hmm. you always, you didn't want to be bossy. You didn't want to be all these things, but like the podcast is actually the perfect place for you to be all those things that people told you that you should quiet about yourself. Yeah. It's literally a moment for me all the time where I'm going like, Oh, that's the way why I'm that way. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like this is where that shines and is safe. But I, I just want to reiterate how important it is and, you know, why the dynamic works so well is that neither one of us are in any sort of competition with the other. Correct. Both of us spend the majority of the time doing the co- the podcast in awe of the other person. Right. Agreed. <laughs> and I think you hear that. Like we genuinely care and support each other and, and love the way that each person operates. And right. I, so... I think, you know, people will ask me all the time, like, oh, are you guys really best friends? Is that really what you guys are like? And yeah, neither of us have the acting ability or time or energy to be anything other than who we are. (laughs) No, I don't, I can't, I can't hide this sarcasm and like, no, sassiness. I I lost that ability somewhere in the late twenties, I think. So in my late thirties here, I'm not still doing that. Exactly. (laughs) But I think what's probably more exciting is to know that I don't think any 
grouping grouping of three hours goes by where Jamie and I have not texted each other or Marco polled each other about the podcast. Right. Well, because we're always looking at the numbers. It's exciting to see like who's like who's listening, how many people are listening. We have ideas about it. We have thoughts about it. We're getting feedback about it. So it's 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 a big part of our lives. It really is. And it's it's we love it. It isn't us being like, oh, the freaking podcast. Not at all. It's how about this topic? We have a we have a jam board on Google. Oh, where yeah. We, what right. topics we're interested in when people mention it or when we're talking about something, we write it down. Jamie is in constant noting of like things we're obsessed with because we're obsessed with a lot of things. Right. Well, and people, people email us, you know, and they say like, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? So it goes on the jam board and we talk about it. People send us voice messages, which is like, I love so much. Same. I love the voice messages. Yep. Some of them, we got one that it was like, it was like we were listening to someone as they were having realizations in the yes. voice message. And it was, it, it, I was tickled by it. I really was. I loved same. it. Same. Yeah. Because yeah. I think because we create a safe place where people can like process stuff or like realize they're not the only person feeling a certain way. And so I'm the same way when I hit that moment, I'm like, Oh my God, I got to share it. I got to tell someone. So <laughs> you can do that on our anchor on the anchor page is you can leave us a little voicemail. We love it. Yeah. So voicemail, we get a lot of messages on Instagram. Um, we get a lot of emails and like through the website, you can send feedback. So if you send us one, we are first of all, very excited, very grateful. And then we talk about it. Yep. And we talk about how we will incorporate what you've given us for feedback into the podcast. There hasn't been one single time where feedback other than like angriness, which we'll talk about later when we get to a certain episode, um, that we don't take into consideration. Oh no, we take it all. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. So I love that. I we both watch the numbers on our app. There was a time where we both decided that we had to not check it so often because we were going a little cuckoo. Remember that? I do remember that. I think it was in the summer. Yeah. Um, because we were like literally checking every two seconds and every time the numbers would be up, like it, it would be weird. Cause you'd look at the numbers and then like five minutes later, there would be like 30 more listens and it would feel so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. We would be like, Oh my God, like literally hundreds upon hundreds of people every week. Listen. Well, and you can see that growing. Like we, we are small. We started off just with us and telling our friends and family about it. So, you know, our goals for the week, like numbers we wanted to hit by day seven, we were starting to hit at day one. <laughs> that was crazy. And it was all of a sudden. It was it was right. just like, we went from having like, I remember being so excited that we had like 50 listens yes. to a bunch of episodes. Like that was a grouping. Like that felt like, I remember celebrating that with you. Like we were like, Holy cow. And I remember to, thinking we're never going to, how are we ever going to get to 50,000? Yeah. And we're basically, we're here. There. Yeah. When you're hearing this, we're there. Yes, absolutely. Possibly by the, in the next few days we're there, but from the time of recording this, but I remember just being like, Oh my gosh. And now by the time I've like posted on Monday morning on Instagram to remind people and then like started listening myself. Cause also Jamie and I re-listen, not only do we re research record, 
edit. So we listen again when we're editing, but then we literally listen when it comes out the week and enjoy it. <laughs> well, cause also like something happens when you're speaking like this. I think a lot of people who speak publicly can attest to this, that you kind of black out a little bit. We always say that we black out. I don't remember anything that I said. I mean, yeah. I'm here right now. I'm cognizant. I'm aware of what, what I'm saying. <laughs> but in two hours after we record, I will be like, what, what did I, what, what were we saying? What was I saying? Was it okay? Was it good? Was yeah. it was it bad? You know? Yeah. And so now by the time I go in and, and go to click to listen, I'll check the app in the morning. I'm like bringing my kids to school. And by the time I have even done any of that stuff, there's already 50 listens on that episode for the week. Right. Exactly. And it's amazing. Yep. It's awesome. It's really cool. And that's, and this isn't about us being like, Oh, we're so awesome. This is about you guys. You're the one doing the listen. You're the the listens. Like, thank you so much. And it it isn't just us being like, we're so awesome. It's us telling you how much we love it. Yeah. (laughs) How grateful we are. Yeah, exactly. I have to say that if we are talking about what we talk about with the podcast, when we're listening, so every Monday, Jamie and I, Jamie and I are texting each other things like, "Oh my God, that thing you said was so funny," or "Oh my God, that was such a good point." Oh my God, this part of the episode was so good. Like that's literally what we do. That's how much joy this brings us. Exactly. I don't do that in any other area of my life. I am so self-critical everywhere Damn. that, like, I never thought I would have something that I would be saying things like that about. Right, but again, that's how you know that it's where you're supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. So we get asked sometimes how we record and that is kind of like, it, that always changes. Typically we are recording like a week ahead of where something will air. Right. That's like the normal way that we do that. So whatever you're listening, we probably the week before recorded that one. Uh-huh. And that is to give time to edit and put it together. Yep. Right now we're recording a bunch of episodes in a batch and hope that the month of December will have a little more space to get stuff together and then to have time to start prepping for our next season. Exactly. So that happens. So there are times we used to record four episodes in one sitting, which was a lot, but we're sort of like drifting back towards doing more at a time. Now we're always playing with that because we're also busy mothers. <laughs> well, and the episodes got longer when we were, when we were recording four at once they were 30 minute episodes or 40 minute episodes. Now our episodes are over an hour. Exactly. So, so there you go. So we're always moving that around, but typically we try to be uh, very current because we're going to, we're going to take a break in a minute and come back and talk about some pivotal episodes. But there was one very pivotal episode that we just happened to start talking about as shit was hitting the fan with it. And it was like, we try to be very relevant with what's going on in the world to make sure that we're reflecting that. So we don't like to be too far ahead is my point. Yeah, exactly. And we want, right, exactly. We want to be talking about current things. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and then let's come back and talk about some pivotal episodes and what crazy feedback and things that happened as a result, including us taking down a whole practice. I mean, who knew? And I, don't, I still don't think people know about it, but it happened. No. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. 
We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. You guys have heard our ad for Restoration Coffee. So we thought we'd do a quick Restoration Coffee Real Talk or Resto Real Talk. What do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, I love Real Talks. <laughs> I love Restoration Coffee. So this is really like where I where I live. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good lane for us. <laughs> this is my lane. <laughs> well, the first thing that I love about Resto that I think everyone needs to know, here in Massachusetts where we live, there are a ton of coffee shops, but there aren't actually a ton of great coffee shops. Resto is a great coffee shop. The baristas know what they're doing. They know what they're making. They understand the science of it. They're not just like pushing buttons and coffees dumping out. They're really making excellent high quality coffee. They are. They're the best. So good. And then the, beyond the baristas and what you're getting, you can also get the beans. Yes. And oh my God, it's the best coffee, don't you think? Yeah. And like they're roasted themselves. Resto roasts their own beans. They're ethically sourced. They're not dunked in syrup or whatever happens to make like crazy flavors. Like they're really great, high quality, high end beans that you're getting. And you don't even have to be from around here to get them. You can order them from wherever and they'll ship them to you. And then the other thing I realized after going there so much was that a lot of places offer vegan or gluten-free or dairy-free stuff. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, I don't know if I want that. Suspicious. When I go to Resto, a lot of the times I order things and they're already gluten-free and dairy-free and I don't know it and they're delicious. Like they're just so good. It's so good. Even if you don't have a reason for needing to not have that stuff, have it. It's delicious and you'll feel great after you eat it. Yeah. So it's like this magical blend of taking care of people that need certain dietary help, but also making it really delicious too. Exactly. All right. I'm sold. Let's go. Let's go to Resto. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week, back to, back to TikTok obsessions. I mean, we've gone too long without one. <laughs> this one, this is a person that I follow on TikTok and I always send you their stuff. I, mm-hmm. And there are these quick little hits of intuitive stuff. And I'm just going to actually play it so you can hear him. But w- let's just play it and we'll talk about it. Perfect. It's frustrating because you're overqualified for this role. You're playing a human. You have a consciousness that's connected to source and you're trying to squeeze it into a single human experience. So it's embarrassing and frustrating. Where's my later? Did you hear that? You're overqualified yeah. for this job. Of, of being a human. Of being a human. Like you're connected to source. You have uh-huh. all this information. Yeah. But you're doing it through like this, like the human modality. I love that. Cause you know what? I never think of it as overqualified. Never. I always frame it as like a, being a weirdo. Yes. Or like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing, but, but I we do. We actually do know what we're doing. Cause we're doing it. That's the thing is that we're overqualified, but it's like this human condition. 
Yeah. I'm going to start saying that all the time when stuff starts to annoy me. I'm be like, I am overqualified for this. Like meaning being a human, like it is ridiculous. I love that because it frames it in a way that isn't so, and we always talk about like ego stuff. Like, you know, my ego story is rejection. Yours is abandonment. But like, I always frame it as like, misfit weirdo I don't belong but like overqualified is so much more badass and so much more true you're connected to source you have all the information that you need you just have to like figure out the way to get it you know what I mean yeah and it it kind of reminds you that you're just in a ridiculous system and structure that doesn't suit you at all which is what we talk about all the time with like right pagan culture and and how we were connected to the earth and the moon and all of that kind of stuff before and how we all you know, seek it somehow and how living in a capitalistic pandemic hellscape doesn't exactly fit that. And it, it, it kind of just reminds you like, oh yeah, it's all that that's wrong. Right. And, but it's like, we have to remind ourselves that like, we came here to do the work, you know, the work in quotes that Heather and I always talk about, like came to do the work. That's why this like human skin suit is so clunky and problematic is because that's where the work comes in. If you were just connected to source and you knew all the answers, there wouldn't be any learning or growing. It would be easier and probably funner, but, but you know what I mean? Like you don't get to do the work when, when the connection is that strong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Or, you know, sometimes they look at the people who are kind of blind to the work and I think, Oh, that looks kind of nice. Even for like a few minutes. But it's sort of, when you hear this, it kind of reminds you like, oh, no, not really. Right, exactly. And and we'll post this so you can see it. It's a super short TikTok. But I just want everyone to know that you are overqualified. You can do it. You're overqualified. And just a reminder, self-worth is a made-up concept. So if you're feeling like you're not worthy of all this stuff, that doesn't make any sense. No. you You can't earn something you already have. Exactly. Okay, Jay, I thought we would talk about some episodes in particular. I wanted to ask you about some episodes. I wanted to talk about some very pivotal episodes that we did. One in particular that I did not see coming for the shitstorm that we caused, but then awesomeness that we caused because of it. I thought we should just talk about them. Yeah, we've only had really one point of controversy, but it was a a good one. good one. Let's start with that one. Okay. So we did an episode about the grab avoid codes. Yes. And we're not going to go into it and explain everything to you. You have to go back and listen if you haven't already. Please listen. And so let's talk about this because depending on when you're hearing about the grab avoid codes is going to depend on your reaction to this. Yes. Okay. So the grab avoid codes was a TikTok trend. Where all of the sudden, all these people that, you know, we were seeing on TikTok on our For You page and like people we follow started talking about grab avoid codes and it felt like it came out of nowhere. It's almost sort of like one of the origins of the obsessed segment was because we were seeing so much of it that we would be like, did you see this? We'd be sending them and be like, what's up with this? Like, feels like it, it tracks a little bit, but something's off what's going on. And so we decided to do an episode on it. Exactly. And this was then Heather's Sherlock Holmes. I cut you off because we have to be honest about what really happened. You're going to play it. You're going to play it cool. (laughs) 
what happened is that Heather in her like full investigative mode uncovered that this was like a scam and like a cult and this crazy shit. And when, when the TikTok heard us say that they were none too pleased. It was crazy. I, I remember researching it and just saying to you, just texting you, I'm not telling you anything, but this right. is insane. This yeah, is the she made me go in blind on it. I was like, you can't, don't look at it. I'm not prepping you. I mean, I prepped you enough about like what the numbers meant. I had you look up a couple of things for your own numbers and stuff. Right. right. Absolutely. But I was not telling you anything about the r- absolute ridiculous sketchiness that I found yep. when I looked into it. And here's why it was such a big deal. I stand by this statement because I have looked. Nobody was talking about the actual origins. Nobody was busting people for what they were actually promoting until we did. And so we did the episode and we made some TikToks about it. And the response was insane. I went viral on TikTok, which was weird. Right. It was great because it got the podcast a lot of attention. So I didn't really care about the negative. But what happened was a lot of people got sort of called out for promoting and sharing something that they had done zero research on. Well, and that's where we started this whole thing. Like if you're going to be, well, doing anything, but if you're going to be doing intuitive work and talking about intuition, you have to do that with integrity. You can't just see something on TikTok, think it's like a cool affirmation, a cool numerology affirmation and share it again. Like you have to know what you're talking about and what you're teaching other people about because in this case, it was dangerous. It was so dangerous, so sketchy, yeah, so terrible. The man, Grabovoy, I mean, what we uncovered for who he was and what he did um, was insane. And people from, I think, Germany, right, is where he was from. Russia. Russia were, who saw the TikToks and heard the episode, were sending us messages thanking us because right. they were seeing that this awful, terrible, whatever human was becoming popular in the United States and they were, no one was listening to them. And so it ended up being something that we used our platform for, and it's gone from TikTok. You won't find anyone talking about it. And I'm telling you, it was us. We were the ones that shut it down. I've never had a TikTok more duetted or shared or any of that stuff. And not everyone was happy about it. A lot of people who were being called out for sharing were mad yes. and trying to defend it, yeah. but they, they lost because some of those same people, I mean, a lot of them blocked me, but some of them don't talk about it anymore or talk about how it's dangerous. And I will say some people who were doing it wrote to us and, and said, thank you. And right. made videos saying that they had made a mistake. I, I don't have anything against that. Great. No. Good for you for owning yeah. it. Right. Should you have done the research about yeah. it? Yes. Already before you promoted it and tried to make money off of it. Absolutely. That is a mistake, but I am here for people owning that and changing. I've made, I've made mistakes. I've done things that I'm like, Oh, that wasn't appropriate to do. So none of it was against that in particular. It was like, we have to expose this and it's gone now. You don't see it anymore. And so if you're hearing us talk about what are grab avoid codes and you don't know, you should also thank us for the fact (laughs) that you don't know. (laughs) Well, and we should also say that, like, the controversy wasn't with our listeners. We didn't get a single piece of bad feedback from our listeners. It was the people on TikTok that that heard Heather 
promoting the episode and they were pissed because they thought they'd found this magical cheat sheet thing that to like manifest a billion dollars. And like, that's not intuition. No, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, Heather, Heather called them out on TikTok and people were pissed and people were mad and they were saying not nice things, but it was a breakthrough episode for us because people were really interested in hearing the truth about it. Yeah. I mean, if you had told me that I would go viral on TikTok for shutting down a sketchy Russian cult, uh, I don't think that I would have believed you. <laughs> incredible, though. It's so incredible when you say it like that. You know, it feels, I, it feels like, oh, just like an episode we did like in the past. But when you say it like that, it's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. And so I'm really proud of us for that. But as cool as that is, I think another reason why that one was so pivotal and it did get us a lot of attention and a lot of new listeners, a lot of people who found us on TikTok, which was great, but it really did give us this viewpoint of like, we really do now have to take some responsibility for shutting down and calling out the really awful stuff in our holistic spiritual community that happens. Yeah, it was pivotal in us changing the approach that we take in in our episodes and the topics that we cover for sure. Yeah, we were less careful with hurting people in our community's feelings and yeah. more into calling out and in course correcting because what our what our listeners were saying to us was that they loved that and appreciated that and felt sort of distanced from learning this kind of stuff because some people present it in this like hard to understand, not accessible way. And both you and I feel so passionate about intuition being accessible and not exclusive to people, you know, like it should be, it is for everyone. It doesn't make sense. Everyone's intuitive, right? Like, so to undo that. And so this, it was like, this episode was a catalyst for us to really show up in that way. And so in a weird, weird way, Like if someone was telling me at the start of, you know, how we think like before you come for this life, you get like a little couple of bullet points. Yes. If someone was like, you'll really find your voice by, you know, you'll have to thank this terrible, you know, Russian con artist. That would have been a surprise. But Uh, I guess in a way, in a way, we owe him something. He's dead. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. But that episode, please go listen if you haven't and tell us what you think, but you will hear some of the best Jamie reactions in that episode, because the more I kept saying, the more, like she literally knew nothing about this other than I was like, stop. You were like, stop looking into him. Like, don't like put your phone down. Don't look into anything until we record. Yes. Cause you do a really excellent job being a good voice for the listeners. Hmm. And and so I really wanted you to hear it the way the listeners would be hearing it and and like help them through it because it was so much wild information. Right. Right. It sounded fake. Yeah. It did. But some of my most favorite Jamie reactions are in that episode of her. One of my most fa- favorite things that she does, like when I know I've really got her with good information, is she says my name and like enunciates every syllable. She's like, Heather. <laughs> Heather. And she kept doing that in that episode. And I, I live for when I get her to do that. So, well, in that episode and the other one, which is our, has the most listens of all was yeah. the Rachel Hollis episode where we had a lot of hot takes on that one too. 
Yes. That yes. is our most listened episode ever. <sighs> who Rachel, knew? Ben, who knew? Who knew? That, again, I have to thank Rachel Hollis for something is, is interesting and weird. But I'll, I'll pass on that. I'll let you, I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you thank her. You can thank her for me. I will. That is that episode was really cemented for us that we needed to stay recording very currently. Currently, and again, like the topic of integrity, like walking the walk and talking about owning up as white women, the responsibility of white women in this country and in this culture, I think really um, hit the nail on the head with the Rachel Hollis episode. And these two episodes came out back to back. So yeah. Rachel Hollis was our was episode 40. Um, and the Grab Avoid Codes actually came out on my birthday, which I think is interesting to add. Yes. The week after. Yeah. So it ended up, and even the TikToks I made about Rachel Hollis ended up getting a lot of attention because yeah. it was starting to go down with her. This was in the beginning. Yep. And stuff was starting to get a little weird and shaky. And again, we just like put the information out there kind of before anybody else. Right. And I was looking into Rachel Hollis's background, kind of doing the same thing to Jamie. Like, don't look any further. I want you to right. real time react to some of the shit she's pulling. <laughs> right. And we got, we got yeah, it was, it, it was messy. And so we had a couple, like, we had some ranty moments on that episode, but I think people like that. Yeah. And and you know what? We'll continue to guys and we will continue to call out toxic positivity and cultural appropriation and, you know, gatekeeping in this community. Yeah. And, and white women and their proximal white supremacy issues that they have. We will forever be doing that. So buckle up is my point, but that (laughs) You'll hear some of that in earlier episodes. There are definitely episodes where that was happening. I mean, we did an episode on Doreen Virtue that also got a lot of attention and was like, I think the beginning of me getting really spicy, I think you would always be kind of spicy and authentic in that way. I would try to sort of be a little bit more neutral, but when that topic came up, I was, I was fired up. Yeah. Lots of people though were very confused about Doreen Virtue. So I think they found, they found a lot of answers yeah. In our episode that they couldn't find. Yes. And, you know, right before that one was our two culty episodes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cults are a real problem in this country. I mean, really from like our, the last, pre- the last presidency, um, mm-hmm. I mean, all the way up to the Nexium convictions that have happened in, in federal court. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's really a big problem in our society. So those hit really well too. Yeah. And those were because, I mean, I, I have always been a little bit obsessed with cults and so have you like researching them, but that those episodes ended up happening because you kept being like, you need to watch this documentary. You need to watch this documentary. Yes. The vow, the vow. And then, so we talked about that cult and one of the people, the stars of the vow shared our podcast. Yes, she did. She did. Sarah, Sarah Edmondson did. She did. It was amazing. Yep. That was a moment. Remember when we were like, oh my God. Yeah. It was incredible. We've had a few times like that where some pretty big names, at least to us, have shared our podcast. And that has always made me just my head feel spinny. Exactly. <laughs> I also think that the way we choose to talk about stuff, the fact that people love that, 
is a big deal to me because Mm. we choose to talk about stuff in simple, applicable terms. Yes. And I have always felt like the odd man out. Well, basically, if you know me at all, everywhere in my life, but especially in the intuitive community because of that. Right. Exactly. We got a lot of feedback from our episodes that we did on astrology, like natal charts and things like that, where people were like, oh, I actually kind of get this now. Thank you for presenting it that way, because we're not just like talking about it in this like weird frou-frou way. We're like, here's how this helps you in your life. I think sometimes unknowingly people in this intuitive community they end up reinforcing the stigma of intuition of it being elusive and mm-hmm. mysterious and that it's not for everybody and that you have to be special and and so they're inadvertently doing the work of the patriarchy mm. almost against themselves right because they're a part of this community but like <laughs> yeah these things shouldn't be gatekept, right? It shouldn't be, they they should be accessible to everybody. And what we're always trying to do is find a way to explain things, but also show you the practical application of them. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that we're not selling anything after we explain it, right? <laughs> I think makes it, it feels different because there's, This also this thing, one of this is like, honestly, I don't think that I've ever said this in particularly out loud to you, although I know that you know it. One of the reasons that I wanted to stop doing sessions the way that I was and being on social media the way that I was is that I started to feel really disillusioned by this girl boss thing that was in the spiritual community of becoming a bajillionaire. And yeah, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money and to be successful and people oh. should pay you for what you do. We say that all the time. So yeah. I don't want it to sound like I'm mad at that, but there's this weird energy in that world of like that you get kind of sucked into, right? Yeah. Where you're like, Oh, and it, then you end up feeling like you're just copying patriarchal shit in a place where for me was the way I got away from it. Like it's how I escaped it. So it ended up being this difficult thing. So to be able to have a a place where we can talk about stuff in a different way that doesn't need someone to pay us is really awesome. Yeah. It's like you end up, it's like people are trying to put the jangly bracelets on capitalism. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, that's not, if you're actually going to change things, if you're going to actually change patriarchy, the society, capitalism, imperialism, if you're going to actually change that, you have to do things in a different way. It has to be different, not the same, but with like crystals on your head or (laughs) like, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't just dress it up in in a different aesthetic and, and have it be actually different. Right. And don't you think that that keeps happening because people don't actually know the origin of any of of the stuff they don't actually research. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't ever want it to sound preachy. Like I I want to be very clear that like, I have been one of the people who's messed up. Like I, I want, like I would promote doing like totem animal readings. I knew you were going to say that you hate that about, you hate that you did that. The spirit animal. I do hate, I do hate that I did it because it was ignorant and it was 
not the right thing to do, but I'm, I'm also not like I've forgiven and stuff, but I also kind of like that I did it because I know that sounds really strange, but now I can, I can point to it and go like, this isn't coming from someone who's perfect. This is coming from someone who also has made mistakes, right? You know, to just, instead of saging things to smudge it. And I even still say sage sometimes it's like, so in my brain, right? right. Like to, to do like smoke clearing and stuff that isn't appropriating indigenous culture. Right. Right. Like, right. I've done those mistakes and it's, it's just about like, it isn't about being perfect. And this isn't about us trying to like call everyone out on every little mistake that they have made. It's much more being able to like learn and go, Oh, I want to show up better all the time. Well, and to hold yourself accountable and we all have to hold ourselves accountable before we can hold anyone else accountable. Well, right. Exactly. I can't get on here and rant about the patriarchy and how mad I am if I'm not willing to say like, this is where I've, I've been susceptible to that. These are the mistakes that I've made. I've played a part in patriarchy and white supremacy and massage, you know, internalized misogyny. I've done these things, you know, yeah, exactly. You yeah. That first. Right. Because that's the only way you break cycles, right. you know, like, this isn't an excuse, but all of the things that I did, I learned from somebody who I trusted as a teacher, right? And they learned from someone that they trusted as a teacher. And that just keeps going. So until you, you find the mistake and you go, wait a minute, I need to like, look out of this lens. Like, why am I learning about clearing space using Native American techniques from a white woman? (laughs) Like, Like until you start doing that, the same right. stuff keeps going. And so I always want us to be a voice like supporting that change, not making people feel terrible for it, but to like point out where improvements can be made and to to own it, not to be saying like you're doing shit wrong and judging right. people for it. You right. know, I hope it doesn't come across that way. I don't think it does, but I, I know what you mean. So I just wanted to ask you and then also tell you um, some of like the favorite episodes that we've done that maybe not as many people have heard about or maybe like for the same reasons we do. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, we can do that. Okay. So I'll go first so you can think for a minute or maybe you can react to my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The Mandela Effect episodes I loved. Yes. And people still will send me Mandela effects on literally just last night. Someone that listened, sent me a Mandela um, like Instagram reel about it. Yes. I get people, they say that they they hear about a Mandela effect. They think of us. Exactly. And I really, really love that. Yep. The time snapshot of the fall of intuition. Yeah. Brilliant. You did that episode. Mm Mm-hmm. You included a lot of astrology uh, of like times and how the way that was presented was so freaking cool. And we get asked a lot, like, what is the patriarchy? How did it fall? What, like, what? So I love that episode and I direct so many people to that. Same. Interestingly enough, body language was something a lot of people liked learning about, Jay. I told you so. I told you so. So this... The reason Jamie's saying I told you so is because body language is something that I also am 
kind of an expert in something that I study because it's so connected to intuition and people don't see that. And there was debate back and forth. I was like, do you think people would want to hear it? People don't want to hear about body language. Do they? Do our listeners want to hear about it? It's so ingrained in who you are and the way you interact with people that to you, it's just like obvious and a given. And I knew that when people heard about it, they would love it. And they did. They loved it. That episode has 1,200 listens. You I were know. right. You were right. I'm just telling you. Sometimes I'm like, Jamie, I don't know about this topic. And in this time, you were right. And in another time, I was right recently. What? Do you know which one I'm going to talk about? You were unsure. What? The Illuminati. Oh, well, that's because I don't, I didn't like the Illuminati either. <laughs> it's so frustrating to me. You can listen to the episode and hear my internal battle with, I just didn't want to be a party to the bullshit of, of the Illuminati, the mystique around it. I just was like, no, but of yeah. course I had faith in Heather that she could present it in a way that made sense. And it was an incredible episode. Yes. That was another one that I wouldn't tell you anything about and wouldn't let you look into anything, which it sounds like there's a lot of those. And I guess in a way there are some, but there really are few that I feel like a handful that I did that to you where, you know, think about that guys, Jamie, I'm telling Jamie to go in completely blind. Like she doesn't get any prep. She doesn't get to know what I am going to say to her. And she has to react and say intelligent things to it with no knowledge of what we're talking about. And she pulls it off so well every time. I don't know how you do that. I love it. That's my favorite part. (laughs) So in that episode, now, listen, if either one of us said, I really want to do an episode about X, Y, or Z, the other one would always be on board, but we're also going to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm worried about that. Oh, that's weird. Like we're, we're honest about that too. So Jamie was never like, we're not doing that Heather, or I hate that idea. But Jamie was like, the Illuminati gives me a stomach ache. I think is the exact thing that you said to me. And I was like, I know, but I promise I'm going to make it super relevant and you're going to like it. And, And you did. And I just said, I didn't want it framed like X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't, I just don't want to come from this angle. Anything else is cool with me. And like that, that's exactly how you presented it. So it was perfect. I think I got 20 minutes into the episode and you told me in the episode that I won you over. So yes, you did. You did. Another favorite of mine. I think this might be one of the most popular ones I tell people to listen to is the um, Indigo Crystals and Rainbows episode. Oh yeah. That was a good one. I think we took something that can be presented so strangely and hard to understand and out there. Yeah. It sounds weird when a lot, like a lot, like you lose a lot of people when you start talking about indigos, a lot of people just check out because it sounds so strange. A lot of people take that angle of like the whole star seed thing. And you gotta, you gotta, Listen, people have asked us to do episodes on things like that, like, and we will, but you've got to take the angle with like, how does this actually show up in my life? And right. so we got so much feedback with people saying that they understand their kids more. And just yes. listening to that episode. Like, how cool yes. is that? That's all. That's I. That's the only feedback I got from that episode was parents applying it to their children. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. All right. I have to bring up the love languages episode because um, <laughs> people had some feelings about that one. Well, too bad. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> you have you have to own up to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because I remember putting that episode together 
and sort of, I didn't reveal to you like the big yucky part. And I said to you, I, I sort of want to present this episode where not until the end, do I reveal the shadiness, but like kind of show the parts that are kind of cool and then do it. Um, and that's sort of how that episode went. And you were super supportive of that. And I actually think it ends up being kind of cool for that reason. Because you understand how so many people are so loyal to it and so invested in it. Mm-hmm. You you get why people love the love languages so much. And then you hear the truth of underneath all of it. And you're, and you, it's almost like we force people to really look at it analytically, like beyond the love of it and the coolness of it. And like, Oh, tacos are my love language beyond that. You have to really look at the foundation of it and you have to have this moment of like, am I okay with this? Yeah, Mm, exactly. And when I'm promoting things like that or talking about that, what am I actually promoting? Exactly. Who is actually benefiting? Right. And who's going to go buy the book and who's getting the money from that book sale? Am I okay with that? No. What do they use their platform for and who do they possibly try to hurt? which is what we reveal in that episode. Correct. Correct. And do they have the background that would make sense for them to talk about the things they talk about? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also have to say that when people respond to things that we personally love, I get like a big kick out of that. Like fairy tales was very popular and I was happy yeah. because, you know, I yeah. love the yeah. origin of fairy tales deeply. Yep. Archangels, the fact that people want to listen to about them. I was, I wasn't sure about that, to be honest. No, I pushed you on that one. Mm -hmm. You did. That was another one where you were like, this is something people need to hear about. Um, And then I guess lastly, I would just say like the talking about the universal desires and fears, which is something that like is a big part of, of my work when I would do one-on-one sessions and basically just something I try to deduce about every human I meet the fact that people liked that was exciting for me too. Agreed. I agree with everything you said. The only, the only thing I would add was that we got a lot of response on the boundaries episode and Mm -hmm. the self care episode. Yeah. And I think that those are both episodes that highlight the way that we present information in a practical, useful manner, I think really hits with people. Agreed. And, you know, along those same lines, we did an episode debunking like myths in the intuitive world. Mm, And I feel like that's kind of something we do in each episode, but we sort of grouped it. And so I think you'll hear that in the boundaries and self care where we're kind of like, let's just shift the way we look at this stuff. And so many people present self care in this kind of like, you're not doing it right way. (laughs) Exactly. And like, that really makes me mad. I, I or really, like, or it's like something you have to buy. It like they present it as yeah. way you have to buy it. Like, go yeah. to the spa, get a massage. Like I, I remember us saying, self care no. isn't always massages and cucumbers on your eyelids. Right, right. I'd rather eat the cucumbers. Same. <laughs> With a little dressing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, it, it's just kind of like being that voice to remind people that you got to let yourself a little off the hook and give yourself a lot more grace than you do. And resting's allowed and you live in a ridiculous setup to be who you are. So 
just remember. <laughs> right. And and with boundaries, like how that really looks that you ha- again, have to give yourself grace, be patient with yourself through working on boundaries, but it's not always just saying no to everybody and saying no to everything. That's not, that's not all boundaries are. Exactly. Exactly. So it has been like the coolest journey ever to do this podcast. Totally. I love it. Like I, we literally get to work with like I get to work with my best friend and talk about the most favorite things in the world to, to talk about. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a pretty legit setup. It's awesome. It's it's really awesome. It yes, it's there's you know a lot of work and there's we both feel very strongly that we want to put out the best possible thing we can. Literally every time we take a break for a moment, one of us is asking the other if it's okay. <laughs> right. We're doing good enough jobs and sound okay. Right. Um, and and checking in and, and all of that kind of stuff. It's so wonderful and important. And I have this like funny feeling here at this mark that like things are like, I feel intuitively that things are about to change and take off in a way. Same. I do too. And as excited as I am for that, I, I really can't wait because it's really exciting to think of having getting this really important information out to more and more people. Like that's what we're here to do. Yeah. But there's almost this like tiny bit of like sadness to it of like, I think we're about to leave the like cozy area. Exactly. It's is a very, it feels, this community feels like a very safe space. Like the people, it's very much a lot of people who feel like this is home. It's a safe place. So I just want to promise everyone right now that, as we continue to grow and hopefully get a bigger platform for what we're doing, we will stay authentic to who we are. This podcast will not change. We will happily say no to a sponsor or anybody who tries to tell us that we can't talk about something honestly, or who isn't okay with feathers being ruffled. We're uninterested. So fear not. (laughs) We, like literally you could, you could offer us whatever you would want for a price tag. And if it's to edit our ourselves or to not say something that's important, cause it might not jive with like a sponsor's message. I don't want it. No, I don't want that. It literally defeats the entire purpose of this podcast. Not happening. So no. yeah. So I love the small community. The small community will stay yep. forever. I, it doesn't matter how big it gets. This is your people. Yep. Forever. But it does, it does have this feeling of like, all right, we're about to be shot out of a cannon. Are you ready? I am ready, actually. <laughs> I think I'm ready. As long as you stay right next to me doing this, I can do that. Agreed. Same. Yeah. So Good. deal's a deal. You all heard her say she would do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one with abandonment issues, Heather, not you. That's true. I'm the one with the rejection issues. So I'm, I can be rejected if you continue to stand next to me. I can handle that. <laughs> and I won't leave. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. So we're good. We're good. All right. Thank, Thank you, you to everybody. Yeah. Please keep sending us feedback and information. Jamie responds to every email and message that we get. She's incredible. And she responds thoughtfully and in length. Like you're awesome at that. Thank you for doing that. I don't, I hope that we can continue to do that. If like, if obviously when we, you know, rocket into the stratosphere, I don't know how often we can do that, but 
being able to connect with you guys and get your messages across, whether we end up, you know, bringing them into the episodes or whatever, right. Is something that's, is a priority for us is my point. Well, these are topics that people want to learn about. So I, I want to give people the answers that they're looking for. If they're emailing and saying, you said this on an episode, can you explain that? Then I'm going to explain it because that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So thank you for, thank you for being the emailer and the message. Well, thank you for the emails. Thank you for the listeners for emailing and asking and listening and and being interested. Um, That's what we love. We love that feedback. So thank you very much. And keep sending us voice messages mid epiphany. We live. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. What do you say, Jay? You're ready to uh, get ready for another season? I am. I can't wait for season four. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.